always found that the more like productive I am outside of music, the more productive I am making music. Like if I'm just kind of got like a period where it's like no gigs, not working very much. I am not making any music. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm not making any music. But it's like weeks where I'm like super slammed with shit that I end up making music. I, I find that can that can totally be true, and then also that can also not be the case. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's just it's contingent on so many factors. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like the periods where I have been like <clears throat> not just most productive, but like have done I think my finest work were usually periods when I like had no money and had no work. And it's like, well, I guess uh, I'm going to record today and tomorrow and the next day. And um, like, like the period, I had a very like genuinely kind of prolific couple months many, many years ago. <laughs> um, and like the same, like from the same basically like set of sessions, like, the first for the reductions LP and my first record for Avian. Uh, I did both those, you know, obviously working with Katie on the further reduction stuff and um, in a pretty like condensed period of time. Um, and it's because I had no work. Like indexing was really slow for two months and I had to sell a Zox box to make rent and I made a bunch of really good music. So. So that's the opposite from Chris then. Yeah. <laughs> so you can. <laughs> You can make music in good times and bad times, whatever that means for you, you know? <laughs> yeah. No rules. That's right. Yeah. Welcome to Basecamp Beta. Where <laughs> the rules go out the window. <laughs> uh, let's start it up. Yeah, let's start it up. Uh, I'm Chris. This is Sean O'Sullivan. You should introduce yourself as Chris Miller. They know. They don't know. No, we've already established that I'm Chris... And he is the other Chris. He's not here to f defend himself, but he also knows it's the, the case. I, I think we got to start saying the first and last names. All right. He's the other Chris Zaldua. <laughs> and he's not here tonight. So I'm Chris Zaldua, and he's the other Chris Zaldua. I didn't realize you people are calling in to this show, because then I was like, wait, Chris Zaldua moved to New York like when I first listened to the show. We beat him in. No, like, yeah. like, no he calls in. He calls in. Through the might of... Jeff Bezos, we, we channel him. You could have called in, but you were, you're like a 20-minute walk away. Yeah. yeah. We had a nice bike ride. It's actually it's nice out. It's it really nice. It is nice out yeah. today. It's hot in here, but it's, it's nice outside. Uh, well, so our guests, Mar and Anya, who do the parties, uh, Remedy, Weird Science, uh, Anya, you DJ as Amaret. Uh, what else? Mar DJs as Marietti <laughs> and makes music under that name. Right. <laughs> uh, hi, how's it going? Great. We're here. We're yeah. here. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's definitely something I've been paying attention to, Basecamp Beta, lately. So it's nice to be here. So should we talk about Remedy and Weird Science? That's the logical starting point. Sure. I'll, yeah, to be honest, Remedies, like, uh, we started it, well, I started it a while ago, and then uh, just people moved in, like, first was Jen, uh, and then you came along, and uh, 
<clears throat> pretty much became this outlet for house techno stuff, and that's what it worked as. Uh, lately, we haven't been doing much with it. So I'm just talking about it like we kind of like for. It's like a forgotten child. There, we still do stuff. We have one at Goodroom. Um, we kind of want to focus on weird science, one hundred percent. Not that we don't want to do like remedies just uh, you just don't have enough time you know you just you have to focus yeah. on certain things in life it's like what do you really want to do can't stretch yourself over doing you know so for the for, the for the listeners can you do you want to differentiate like kind of what the weird science and the remedy platforms are about yeah so weird science um i guess the reason why we're more excited about that party is because uh it's already defined um the concept behind it Body is and soul stronger. For <laughs> Correct. Yeah, <laughs> we were so happy when you said that. <laughs> that was was that was that you or was that CZ? Oh, that was Doug. Oh, oh maybe was it? Was it, it wasn't me. Yeah. I wasn't here. Oh yeah, it was Doug's line. Doug was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's body and soul for degenerates. <laughs> yeah. So it's a party that started last year. Um, it was supposed to be a mini series of five parties. A summer series. Um, it is at Magic City, a very small venue. I think capacity is like 60 to 80 um, at most. Um, it's run by an amazing man named Rich, um, who has run other venues before. He's been around. And trans DJ. We, we yeah. recently found out that he used to DJ trance. Yeah, wow. that's so surprised. not shocking, and I, I love it. I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a, he's very cool. Yeah, so he does a lot of things from that space, but he does parties, and we did kind of we did a remedy party there last two years ago, and we just really liked working with him. And um, yeah, Mar had this came up with this concept of of doing a Sunday party because there's not many Sunday parties around, and we wanted to feature mainly locals uh, that we love, and we wanted to give people a space to do kind of whatever they want. Um, we always say to our DJs when we ask them to play, you can do, you could play the weirder selections of of what you already play, the genres you already play, or you could do something completely whatever. different. Yeah. Um, so we've had people play... Disco, funk, dance hall, um, hip hop. Did I say hip hop already? So, I mean, sometimes even kind of ambient and experimental. Yeah, stuff. it does. It does. It's right, super and open industrial format. too, actually. Yep. Bosnian wedding music. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Mar did last week. <laughs> I miss that. Oh, that's it a bummer. Awesome. I wish I was there for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So last week we had our uh, one year anniversary, and we just did residence. Um, an hour each and then another hour each. Um, yeah, and we've just had gotten really good feedback from people. The space itself is amazing. And, and I think that warmth from Rich and from what he already does there uh, really comes across. So Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, I agree completely. It's one of those things that works because every part of it is just spot on. And that space really also invites you to like just start dancing because it's so small that even with a couple people in there you're just i don't know you just feel very comfortable immediately yeah which is really nice especially for a party series like this where like uh i don't know uh davide will play like some really gnarly 
weird shit, but like people would be dancing and or just getting or just getting blown yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. face by yeah. like crazy music. I that's that was my like reaction. I was like, yes. I just closed <laughs> my eyes and I took it all in. It was amazing. Yeah, but it's just like it's really nice to also just be in like a small, comfortable space like that where people feel super free to just like I don't know, immediately I don't know, start dancing to whatever is going on, you know? Which is I don't know, I feel like a lot of parties sometimes take a long time to like ramp up especially like during the day people tend to be kind of like reserved and chatting or whatever but it's nice when it's just like people are there just like all right get down to dancing you know Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it it feels really like like a a a refuge from club land no i mean it's something we've we've been pretty vocal on the podcast about it being you know one of one of the best things happening in new york new york right now definitely Um, what inspired the shift from Remedy to, to Weird Science? Um, honestly, it w- nothing was really insp- inspiring. It, I always had this idea. I wanted to do this probably even before Remedy, but just I don't, didn't think it was possible. Or maybe I just didn't know people like, you know, you guys here I did. <laughs> it, it was just an idea. I actually came from boredom. The idea came from boredom of being bored like at home I, i'm from ex-yugoslavia or bosnia specifically so it's like sundays were boring it's a boring day i hated sundays they were just freaking <laughs> boring and uh, it has that like melancholy feeling right always each sun- i mean maybe for people that work from home don't <laughs> get this feeling <laughs> i mean i felt a little depressed on sundays not gonna lie as a kid so it was kind of like a childish thing where like there let's make sundays fun let's take you know? sunday back let's you know make so i was like why don't we do a party on a sunday and i presented this idea to her and to andreas and they were like hmm, it's interesting you know maybe maybe but then i didn't even tell him I actually booked Magic City for five parties because <laughs> I was just like, might as well just do five parties, you know. And then I told him this. and Well, we should also say the third uh, person in, in Weird Science is Andreas. Yes. 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 Uh, he goes by Mesculin. That's his uh, DJ name. Um, and he does the, the Rhythmic Discourse parties. He does do that party, yeah. So he, he uh, started doing those parties like uh, two years ago and we just have similar taste in music and he reached out to us and... We became really good friends pretty quickly. So and, but yeah, that it, it, we didn't know that weird science was gonna happen out of this friendship, right? It's just kind of, yeah. I think maybe we we're all just bored a little bit <laughs> with what we were doing, too, right? <laughs> I mean, definitely. But Andreas was like, I wasn't surprised. He was immediately into like idea of five parties. I just didn't think it would. It was he would commit to somebody like we were meeting, you know, knowing each other well enough. But then I was like. That's exactly, he was into it because he has a weird taste in music and I, he actually surprises me every time he records a mix or does something like musically, I'm like, okay, that's pretty freaking crazy and cool. So yeah, I was like, this can work, you know, we have very interesting tastes, so everybody has a different, they're like, she has a different taste, Andrea's me, I have a different, so I'm, I like the diversity of tastes so you can just you know bring all kinds of shit to the table for sure do you think there's also like a boredom like in what you were going out to to be honest yeah just because everything in new york seems to be in its own little niche um and like marketed one way heavily like 
you know, uh, in terms of genre. Um, and it's very hard to get surprised, I feel, in New York. Um, and caught off guard by something completely different than what you were expecting. Just right off the bat, seeing who you were booking and, and what they were bringing to the party was like, oh, this is, this is what I've been missing for so long. It's just like people who know a lot about weird music playing weird music. And that's so hard to find right now um, in, in any of the popular kind of uh, venues. Um. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, you can also find some interest. I definitely get inspired by going to some shows. It's been, I don't know, maybe it's harder now because it's a bit saturated. But uh, one thing that really I personally can't hang out too much in when it sounds when the sound is really bad i mean i don't want to be as like okay talk about <laughs> technically talking about sound now but when, when it does no, sound you, you, bad you, you, some you music, can you can go there <laughs> this is yeah, a safe space i mean some music like uh noise industrial and like 80s music can sound really bad on the shitty speakers and yeah. it's very hard to listen to it and Maybe that's why it just doesn't work playing in certain places. Maybe that's why we don't have parties like this happening. I think you have to put some effort into the sound system. And um, the only reason that, I mean, it works for us at Magic City, it's small, and I have this small system, which is Klingen Freitag from actually a German system that's kind of a, uh, it's up there. It's nice. It sounds pleasant. And yeah, we bring it in. Um, I'm not sure if it would just work on if you put two QSC speakers on a stick and just maybe I don't I don't know it could probably not I, I don't know. know I think you're right yeah nice. the, subs the subs yeah they kind of massage you I want to get bigger ones actually because but <laughs> I'm, we can talk about neighbor issues too because that's coming it's it's what's happening with the dream point unfortunately but i don't know i think I if mean, you pay a million dollars for anything you have no right to be annoyed about anything <laughs> oh yeah you think that? <laughs> <laughs> if you can afford that you you yeah, you're, you're not allowed to be annoyed <laughs> seriously well but there's definitely like that mentality of people yeah like wanting to be like i own this this is mine right. not like I live in a, a neighborhood. I came into this neighborhood <laughs> while this was happening. Yeah. yeah, there were like people around me doing yeah. other shit, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah, we just hope it lasts, but obviously we don't know how long, and it seems like everything in New York dies pretty quickly. So I mean, definitely the best spaces and the def best moments in my, you know, quite a few years in the city have been, um, you know, kind of transitory ones. Yeah. The things that kind of happen in a space that shouldn't exist and can't exist forever. So I guess after, well, that's when we have to move to our yurt commune. Right? <laughs> right, Once yeah, the time right. comes. <laughs> that's why I've, I've been thinking Weird about science festival. Yes, Woo! Weird, weird science and maybe cat skills. I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, Everyone here is on board. So, <laughs> well, this is one. My one problem with your commune is I'm a beach guy. The mountains, <laughs> oh, I don't really no. do. So, if we could like have like a a pond or just another uh, an extension of the commune, you know, another <laughs> another location that's more. I'm thinking Montauk. <laughs> that's Mon funny. I mean, you know, because Mar hates the beach. 
I don't hate it. I just don't hang out. It's at American the beach. beaches. I, yeah, I've been. I've you been like spo- Bosnian beaches better? Well, no, no. Bos- Bosnia only has about. I'm probably gonna say wrong now, but I think it has about 14 or 20 kilometers. I don't know. You can Google. Not it. much. It's tiny just little. A tiny it's little. actually nice, but you know, well, we were, right, right, Bosnia is just like now. But we were Yugoslavia, and Yugoslavia had yeah. amazing, like now specifically Croatia. We had amazing beaches. So yeah, I went to the beach there and it's you get spoiled by that because uh, beaches are yeah i mean have you been any of you been to croatia i have not but i okay. i mean the beaches are famous i mean yeah so it's you can't compare them to these it's a different system i like some of the west coast beaches but honestly here i can't say i, I like much of a long... have you been to ocean city jersey have I, you been to Ocean? I, I have. Yes, I have. have. You been to Ocean Just City, not my scene. I don't know. <laughs> all, right, all right, Ocean City, Jersey versus Ocean City, Maryland. What wins? I've never been to Ocean City, Maryland. I've so. never been to Ocean City, Jersey. Whoa! I've been to Outer Banks. That's actually interesting because it's wild. That's where they filmed the Planet of the Apes. Oh wow! I was okay. really into that. That's crazy. It's kind of like sand dune out, way far out in the Atlantic Ocean, and that was like. I don't know. I just like that they filmed Planet of the Apes. There totally made sense, you know. That's this wilderness. Awesome. So that was that's cool. But it, it's kind of out there, far. Ocean City, Maryland, is basically the same thing as the Jersey Shore, but with a few more Confederate flags, yeah. a lot more crabs, and like eating crabs, not. <laughs> but probably the other. And then uh, also a lot of higher. Yeah. <laughs> the crab capital of the East Coast. <laughs> in more, yeah, in more ways than one. And then a lot of high rises, weirdly. It's very, it's a, it's, it's, it's a cool place. I, my, my grandparents lived in Ocean City, Jersey, so I spent a lot of my childhood there. Um, the boardwalk there had some treasures and terrors. There was a shooting gallery. Like when you, you got the, like the yeah, light yeah. gun. And there was a skeleton there. And this skeleton was so, so terrifying to me. I had to shield my eyes while walking by. <laughs> and then you went under the boardwalk where nothing weird happens. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nothing, 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 no, nothing weird no. happens under the boardwalk in Ocean City. No. It's a dry, it's a dry town. Is it a dry town? Ocean City is dry, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> especially for especially when you're talking under the boardwalk behavior. Yeah, that's true. Um, what what happens under the boardwalk in Ocean City? I don't know. It's where the compound's going to be. <laughs> that's we your compound, shel- not we ours. We got shelter already. You know, we don't like the beach. <laughs> yeah, you got shelter. You're right on the beach. Just kind of, you're all. like a little hermit crab. You crawl on out and you go collect your, I don't know, fucking. See, I nothing lives in the, the ocean over there. I don't know what the hell you would do. Jellyfish. For food, you just scrounge, you dumpster dive, you'd uh, get some caramel corn from... Do you guys like Coney Island? I mean, yeah, I do like Coney Island. I, I I'm very confused by it every time I go. What do you it's great what, do you, what are you confused about? Because I want to like it's it. It's very confusing. Yeah, I, mean, I want to like it, and you can see how once it was beautiful... Um, like some of the buildings, you you know, they're old. But um, it hasn't been beautiful for like 74 right, years. Right, but you can still like somehow feel the history down there. Uh, but it's it's quite it's quite dirty and obviously overrun with people. You got to know what you're getting into. I like yeah. strutting around Brighton Beach with all like the... Um, the Russians. The like weird 
old Russian dudes, uh, you know, strutting with that's like going to be Andreas one day. <laughs> uh, that's always funny. Well, and his veto. I don't know if they can expect uh, accept him over there. Was Why? it? Well, he was already kicked out of a grocery store or a deli. Oh, yeah, and Andreas has a beach story where he went in. <laughs> he went into a grocery store with his speedos on, just his speedos, and got kicked out. So That's, maybe that mm. was not Brighton Beach, obviously, because I'd, I'd imagine at Brighton Beach they would welcome that. <laughs> uh, that sort of that sort of behavior is probably not uncommon. Right. Yeah. But yeah, Coney Island, you got to know what you're getting into. You know, the rides would, are fun. It's a trash heap and it's beautiful. Yeah, the beach is horrible. Last time I, I last summer, I was feeling lazy, so instead of going to the Rockaways, we went to Brighton, and that's one of those things that seems like, at the time, you're like, ah, oh, this is like way easier to get to. It's a beach, genius, like great. And then you get there and you realize why you never go there for the beach. <laughs> yeah. Because we got in the water and after swimming past like a used maxi pad just floating oh. next to us, we get out further. And the beach is just like packed. And I'm used to packed beaches, but it's just like packed. It smells bad. And then you get out a little further and then we were swimming. And Maya, my partner, was like, is that gasoline? And I was like, yeah, it smells oh. like gasoline. All right, <laughs> fuck this. Oh They're getting out. And from yeah. Brighton Beach, you can see the Rockaways just over in the distance, pure like oceanfront, you know, just beautiful. And you just sit there and you go, wow, we really should have gone there. Anyway, that's my only, that's my, like, if you want to do like a weird science, like on the boardwalk. <laughs> nope. Never going to happen. <laughs> I just don't like hanging out at the beach. I know. I know. You're exactly. like, you don't like hanging out at the beach. Like what? You don't like the sand? The sun. The sun. The sun, maybe. Get I get bored. tired. Sometimes he doesn't even, like, take off his, like, ch- shirt or pants. Like, you, yeah. last time you wore long sleeve pants and you were just sitting there in long sleeve pants. Actually, it's not that I'm uncomfortable in front of people. I don't want to get sunburned. No, I know. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. Dude, sun, cancer. And also the fact that you can't drink. On American yeah. beaches legally, which is so dumb. You, well, right? I mean, you can definitely no, drink I, on the beaches. Right, but you can't be like, I don't know. You, gotta be you, you go to Europe and it's just so easy. Yeah. You, rent, you rent a chair and you go to the freaking bar on the beach and it's cheap. And everything's like thought, up, thought out well. There's lockers. Here but in they, America, things are just yeah, like $15 for like some shitty like french fry. Yeah, but in Europe they don't have the nutcracker guy coming around. Oh. You're, are you guys? I mean, if you're not beach people, guy, maybe you just uh, don't appreciate the beauty of a good nutcracker. I don't think I do. Yeah, sorry. Five bucks. It gets you fucked up. Gets you way fucked yeah. up. I mean, you're in the sun, so you're. Damn, I never had one actually. I would try it. They're I so mean, sweet. They're, I mean, they have to be. They're sweet. Some of them can be. Some of them can surprise you. Like usually, you know what you're getting into. You're like, yeah, let me get the like the pina colada one. It's gonna be kind of. It's gonna be kind of gross, but. I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be good. Sometimes you can be like, ooh, this is like an interesting little batch here. I'll start a blog for like, uh, you remember that like heroin blog where it was all like <laughs> right, rate, right, like right. pictures of the different like heroin bags with stamps on it and like ratings. I'll do that for nutcrackers. That would be pretty next level. Wait, where did you guys grow up? You grew up in 
I grew up in Connecticut. Connecticut, that's right. And you? I grew up in, in Iowa mostly. Very few okay. Iowa. My parents are transcendental meditators. So. Uh, transcendental I, meditators? I was born outside of Philly wow. um, in the Burbs, but my parents uh, whisked me off to the cornfields when I was five or six. Mm. Interesting. And, uh, Is transcendental like common in Philly or no? I, it, TM was like really big, I think, all on the east, on, on both coasts yeah. uh, in the 70s. My parents taught it throughout much of the 70s. And then um, my dad opened a gems, like a jewelry store with his twin brother in whatever, early 80s, late 70s. And then by the mid 80s, my dad just decided that he was going to spontaneously run off to Iowa. Did you like that lifestyle? or No, I hated Iowa. It was terrible. I was suddenly around people who said weird things like roof when they say, when meant to say roof and root when they meant to say root and Washington when they meant to say Washington. It was terrifying. I mean, I meant more like, did you like the transcendental lifestyle? Oh, God. I mean, that's irrelevant. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I learned to meditate. Uh, I didn't connect with it at all. Oh, you didn't? Okay, so um, that's interesting. I, I didn't, like, rebel against it, but, like, meditation seemed like a waste of time compared to video games. Hmm. Or reading a book. Yeah. You know? So it was like something that was normal in your family and you just weren't into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my parents were never terribly, like, like uh, you know, kind of doctrinaire. They were just kind of like, yeah, this is a thing. You can meditate yeah. if you want to, but we don't really care. So they weren't like, okay, like, it's like going to church on a Sunday. You need to do this. No, like, no. My parents were both raised super Catholic. Um, and I think a lot of them embracing TM was kind of a rejection of that. So they were kind of like, God is a mm. thing or something. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm on board. Um, yeah, it was pretty whatever. I'm, I'm a well-adjusted person, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always like to hear about like different backgrounds, how people grew up in different religions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cults, whatever you know, organizations, communes. Fairfield's really weird because it's like, so like half the town, less than half the town, are transcendental meditators who are mostly like East and West Coast kind of refugees. And then the rest of the town, you know, sixty percent of a ten thousand person town, are just islands. Yeah. So growing up, it was like there was a very extreme culture clash going on. Um, I think. In the subsequent, you know, I, I haven't been back to Iowa since 2004, and I haven't lived there since 2009. Uh, I think in the subsequent years, th this has been all kind of, like, resolved, um, at least to some degree. Um, but, yeah, growing up, it was, you know, uh, basically, like, I got the shit kicked out of me every day for, <laughs> like, like, eight years. Um, Well-adjusted person. <laughs> I guess we could mention that we have a priest playing our party in October for Weird Science. <laughs> wow. What kind of priest? Episcopal. Who? Ooh. I'm Episcopalian. Are you? Well, technically. I'm <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe in God, but that's how I was baptized. <laughs> Do you guys have all the sacraments? <clears throat> Again, <laughs> this was the church that was around. Okay. Because um, I want to know bored. more about it because I think I've, it's pretty liberal, correct? It's it's Catholic. It's it, I, it, I mean, it's because it's basically 
the American version of Anglican of the Anglican mm. Church, and the Anglican Church is basically just Catholicism, but just with like two fun twists. What are the twists? Whatever helped Henry VIII get a divorce, right? Yes. Wasn't that, wasn't that the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know this DJ though. I'd like to know more about him ja- or it, her. Is it is it jazz or yaz? Right. So is it yaz or jazz? Yaz. Oh, you, yeah, we think we think it's yours. Uh, but um, Andreas became familiar with him first and sent us some mixes. And he plays he plays a wide array of music from like cosmic. I mean, it sounds cosmic disco to some hip hop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of all over the place. It's very funky for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because God, as we know, is funky. Yeah. I mean, you can learn more about Yaz, the Tomp, who is a closed publication now, Vice. Oh, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They did a part of, like, a mini documentary on him about two, I think, years, or whenever they were functioning at the time. And uh, it's actually good. It seems like, you know, he had some, you know, whatever troubles in life growing up. His da- dad was also a priest, and... Eventually got his shit straightened out and he realized I like being a priest and I love DJing. I love playing funky shit to people <laughs> and seeing them getting down. So he was like, I'm going to combine these two things and Props. that's basically Sick. what he's doing. Do you want to talk more about kind of what your vision for the future of weird science is? I guess we've already kind of covered the, you know, the, <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess, yeah. Um I mean, the weird science was supposed to only last five parties. We never really thought it was going to go anywhere. It was just like an experiment. So now it's moving, you know, it's like, what, what are we, 13, 12, 13? No. It's going to be the 13th one. 13, yeah. So and should we give it, do a little plug for the next one? Sure. I mean, plugs are fine. always good. Okay. It's on July 28th, and we have Veronica Vesica playing with our gamble. Richard awesome. Gamble. That's great. And uh, one of us, I think, Andrea. Yeah, Andrea and Veronica's going to do like a special minimal wave set. Not sure what that means, but find yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> it be, means it'll not be a techno. treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it'll good. It'll be a treat yeah. for sure. <laughs> so we're uh, very excited. Um, well, I'll be, I'll be there certainly. Uh, that's exciting. Yeah, we're and excited about that one. I buy old records from Minimal Wave all the time. I feel like I love stuff that she puts out. Yeah, she knows her shit. Definitely found out about a lot of forgotten music from her label. She was uh, definitely one of the kind of major early kind of architects of what like the weird records scene was. The, the, yeah. The, yeah. The New York minimal synth scene, you know, now mm-hmm. a decade ago, decade plus ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a fear of getting boring. I just don't want weird science to get boring. I think I'd rather stop it than get boring. Yeah. So it's like either we keep improvising and doing different I think there's still things. a ton of New York DJs that we want to feature to be honest like yes. there's there's been people on our list that we the list is also just growing because we know that we well we're happy with the party and like the attitude of the attendees and um, it's been uh, nice to get positive feedback and stuff so we want to keep going mm-hmm. and because of that we obviously want to feature more awesome DJs that we love. So the list um, 
yeah, it's always growing because there 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 is so much talent here too. Yeah, and um and also it'll, it'll be nice to even for people that yeah that play like techno a lot mostly, but like they play good techno, so we we will trust that they will play. They're they're. Um, Maybe they're inspired by either yeah. music, you know. It's just yeah, like no, it doesn't exactly. mean that we they listen to techno at home. You know, they maybe they listen yeah. to something totally different at home, and it's they can play that. So yeah, yeah. Again, like I think it's it's really important that you are giving an outlet, give, giving a platform for people to who are knowledgeable about music to just play things that do not function in you know kind of nightmare clubland. Again, it's, it, like, it's just crazy that, like, you know, we live in, in New York with this incredible wealth of talent. There are so many, there's so much knowledge in this, in this scene. And, you know, like, whatever fraction of these people are, be, are booked regularly. Um, and, yeah, yeah, again, usually if they're booked at all, it's in some weird opening or kind of fringe capacity. You know, opening in the side room of some shitty party. Um and just not able to actually play what they, yeah, they want. Do their thing. Yeah, yeah. Not that we don't want to play techno. <laughs> no, no, of course. But, but I mean, just you, to like... Yeah, also, yeah. 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 Techno's not yeah. the only music. It's, yeah. it's a music. In the right context, it's yeah. one of the best musics. In the wrong context, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there have been a bunch of club openings, right? Club... Four four forty or something like this. One is called Sultan Room, and oh, I yes, think yes, that yes, just yes. opened last yeah, the, week. In the back of the yeah, the Turks Inn. Uh, I do want to go by the Sultan Room. Um, I heard I heard the space is really cool. Uh, basement um, exists. I guess I'll go by there at some point. I hear good things this weekend. Maybe it's Fourth World. That oh basement. right, no, no, you want to go? No, it's usually no fun. shade to any it's performers and uh, yeah, Richard yeah. and Zach are like the best. But parties sound exhausting. It's very long. It's 18 hours. It's a long party. Well, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going. One of our, well, one of our best friends is playing, so we're going to go. It's going to be fun. He does a really fun live tingy, so... It, yeah. Live, who's, who's live electro artist Alonzo. <laughs> electro artist, he's not just electro artist. He kind of, he kind of is, and oh, it's yeah. great. He he does his thing really well. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's a lot of boz. Yes. Mi Miami boz. Miami, Miami style. Oh, okay, <laughs> he's from Miami. But yeah, I mean, it's it is a holiday weekend. Those are tough, man. Yeah. For going out, it's like you have to deal with crowds. Mm. I don't like crowds personally when you have to do... That's why we live here. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I just like public like places where a lot of people get like fireworks. I don't know. I like seeing them from a distance, just not in a crowd. What I like? Hot dogs. Hot dogs? Hot yeah. dogs are awesome. That's the best thing about the 4th of July. I haven't had a hot dog in years. You got to have a hot dog on the 4th of July. Well, I'm, I'm going... Not I'm going to be in Chicago on the 4th of July. Oh, so. you're eating a hot dog. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, of course. I, I am pressing the demanding clicks, uh, demanding picks button. I'm not going to send you a hot dog. I'll eat a hot dog. I'll report back. Yes, pics of the hot dog. Oh, poor pics, yeah, yeah. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good. It better be. It'll be, dare I say, 
better than any New York hot dog? <clears throat> okay, so I like grew up on New York hot dogs, and they're very close to my heart in a very bizarre like. I remember being really depressed and eating these a lot. You know, like one of those things. You know, it's like that's happened a bunch where I lived off Grace Papaya. Cool, that was fun. Um, but the Chicago dog is a is a is a better experience. Hmm. Uh, you know, uh, it's a more it's a it's a prouder experience. I feel not like I have. It's, I feel like I feel when I eat after I have a recession special, uh, two hot dogs and a papaya drink. Um, I feel like I need to uh, go somewhere and be. You've sinned. Shut off. Yeah, I need. I need to. I need to. This is where I guess my inner <laughs> Episcopalian comes out, and I grab the fucking rope knot and do some Opus Day, just beating my, giving myself twenty lashes. Shit. Um, Chicago dog. You know, you feel like you had. Uh, you know, because there's a pickle on it. Because there's a pickle it? on it, makes you feel like you're eating oh, a salad. This is a vegetable. Oh, they yeah, put a pickle on it. Interesting. So healthy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. I'm an advocate of all hot dogs. I think meat in tube form is, you know, a good chunk of the reason that, you know, the human species is still around. Do you like kielbasa? Bourdain over here. Meat in tube form is glorious, okay? Bourdain is right. (laughs) St. Bourdain. How do you feel about kielbasa then? Kielbasa are great. Okay, yeah. Kielbasa is great. But the hot dog in particular, I think, is something that's so, it's so derided. It's so looked down upon, but it. It has it has its noble glory. It's it's quite like quiet it, glory. I like that it's made out of really just trash. Trash. It's it's like it's trash food. It's, it's great. almost freaking. <laughs> Negative uh, carbon footprint when you consume a hot dog. I mean, <laughs> may, yeah. I mean, on the grand. Let's, let's let's stick to that. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, you know. Not so bad. You want to reduce your carbon footprint? Eat three hot dogs a day. Yeah. And a Subway bread, too, right? Oh, With God. all the yoga, yoga mat I hate stuff. the Subway bread. Can I tell you? So, like, Subway, is, the, like the, the Subway the sandwiches? Yes. This Subway is one of my sandwich. least favorite. Th- I remember looking at an apartment once, and there was a uh, Subway at the bottom. And you know how when you approach a Subway, you always know? Oh, yeah. And that smell to me is so disgusting. And I was just like, oh, well, we can't. I can't live in this fucking apartment if I've got this. But why do they pipe that smell? They know it's disgusting, don't they? That, but that's their brand, and brands are disgusting. That's true. Shit. They're just reveling in it. So Subway's <laughs> like the most naked expression of the brand. <laughs> it, yeah, because there's no other chain store that just brands the smell, right? Cinnabon. Cinnabon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the mall. Yeah, yeah. Cinnabon, like you know. You think they have a fan who, like who, going from who, the kitchen? Whom amongst like us? Out, or? I, th- I think Cinnabon is definitely aware of that aroma and how to how to maximize it. Yeah, but Cinnabon is that's like you know chaotic good. <laughs> is, is it? <laughs> Do they exist outside of the mall? Cinnabons? Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. There are there are Cinnabons in hospitals, yeah. And then that's just counteract the, the, the smell of Death, hospital. Yeah. <laughs> you there's no better metaphor for the United States medical <laughs> healthcare system than the fact that there are Cinnabons in the hospital. Yeah, Subway is Subway's pretty brutal and that smell is not 
It, it doesn't smell like bread is the weird thing. It's not lacto-fermented, I can tell it's, you that it, much. Definitely, definitely not. But it, like, it doesn't even smell like bread. It smells like... Like, like sugar, really? Yeah, like cake gone bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. I haven't had a Subway sandwich for a very, very long time. But I did have one, a memorable Subway sandwich many, many years ago. I was very, 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 very hungover. Impossibly Your excuse, hungover. then. And I was staying at my friend's place in Harlem. And we took the train. We were going to the thing. In, you know, in Greenpoint. Mm-hmm. This is 15-ish years ago. This story's really boring. Sorry. <laughs> it, it does involve me taking a shit in yummy taco and not having anything to wipe my ass with. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I love poop stories. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we, we, we got Subway sandwiches. I got a chicken chicken sandwich with jalapeno and yellow mustard. I don't know what I was thinking. It was disgusting. <laughs> and I ate it and I was just That's like... That's the most you combination Shaking too. from hangover. Like, oh God. And so we're taking the, 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 uh, the L train over and it's one of those like very vibrating like ear popping L trains. Um, and it's like, oh, this is terrible. We get, we get off the train and it's just like immediately like, I, I need to take a shit. Right. I need to take a shit. This is going to be bad. We see yummy taco. Like, okay, yummy taco. <laughs> Gonna brave it. And I, yeah, I get uh, in there and immediately just evacuate my bowels in a very violent fashion. And then look around and <laughs> where's, where's the toilet paper? And so I had to dig through the trash and found, found a page from a magazine. What magazine? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you think I remember that detail? <laughs> yeah, it was worth a shot. <laughs> it, it felt like 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 a page from a J.C. Penny catalog. It was like it was glossy. It was glo- Oh, it was glossy. It was not absorbent. <laughs> it was it was not absorbent. And wiped my ass with it, and it came outside. I I was visibly shell shocked, and my friend also who I was with. Was also not in good shape. Uh, it's my my dear friend Adam, who lives in Chicago now and has a wonderful family. Uh, and he was just kind of like, oh, "Is it that bad?" I was like, "Ah," and yeah, he, he he had to he had to you know undergo some similar kind of feat. So yeah, Subway sandwiches, <laughs> killer stuff. <laughs> I mean, your poop story is great. I actually find poop stories. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, poop stories are always good. You find anything good at the thing afterwards? I put, mean, a, I could, put a bright spot on the day? Got my copy of Armando's Land of Confusion there for $2. There you go. Oh, nice. Got uh, my copy of East Wall's Eyes of Glass I got there. Mm. So yeah, th- that, that is the day that I found uh, all of those good records at the thing. Sick. <laughs> Maybe you should eat another Subway sandwich again. <laughs> That's chicken with jalapenos and yellow mustard for our, for our listeners and uh, looking for our, for our intrepid listeners. That'll be on the board. Hey, uh, soon Subway Is will the be Sean like. O'Sullivan shit your brains out. Everyone's doing ayahuasca. They want it, you know. Like <laughs> try Subway. It's a spiritual journey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you take the L train. It's a clan. You definitely. You were definitely changed. 
So what music we gonna talk about? I I liked the idea of of picking tracks that we played at Weird Science or tracks yeah. that speak to this the spirit of the party or something. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I can start because I know because I chose something. The track I want to talk about is by the late great tenor saw, um, the original Pumpkin Belly. I ain't gonna make bad some black roots and I'm finished caperangs. This is the song of the old time proverbs. Whoa. This is the song of the old time proverbs. Boy. How water walk our pumpkin belly. Me that know me old time granny from down in a country. She says, Saw, I want to know. Oh, and I saw, I want to know. Oh, 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 what a walk, oh, a pumpkin belly. Lord God, have mercy. Oh, walks me that know me old time granny from down in Trelawney. Grandma, oh, yes, I know. When I played Weird Science, I, I, I wanted to play dance hall. Um, anyone who knows me knows that, uh, <clears throat> reggae and dance hall is really my major love um what i listen to most at home and just kind of whatever it's one of my guiding passions um i want to talk about this track because it's one i've been playing a lot it's definitely one that i'm always excited to if if i ever get the chance to play it which is uh out once uh at weird science um <clears throat> i'm i'm super thrilled um People who, listeners to the podcast who know a bit about Dance Hall probably know a little bit about Tenor Saw and probably know Pumpkin Belly, um, which uh, was a track um, Tenor Saw did on the Slang Tang rhythm. Yeah, the Slang Tang rhythm, like one of the most famous rhythms in, in Dance Hall. Um, made by Jammy in 84 or something. Um, one of the first, like, it's often cited as, like, the first purely digital um, rhythm in reggae, um, but whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's a classic. I really prefer this original Pumpkin Belly track. Uh, it's unclear to me who produced it, it says on the label that it was co-produced by the great Sugar Minot and someone else. I know, I'm pretty sure Sugar Minot had a 606. The thing about this track is that it's a 606 beat track with a bass line and some really weird mm. synth shit going on. It goes really hard. Um, I don't know. For me, it's just like a completely thrilling track. Um, so they must have modded the 606, right? To have individual outputs? I don't know. Because it sounds like there's like 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 gated or reverse reverb on the snare. I have no idea. I, w- I wish I knew. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm just I'm just making a conjecture. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's it's not like it was like super unorthodox to mod a six or six for individual. No, no. But um, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That that was the first thing that struck me about the like you know that's that says a lot about where my brain goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. How, how does that six or six snare have reverb? <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you bring up 
a drum machine to a bunch of nerds. <laughs> How can you make music the vital, uh, like, integral human experience uh, into something that's completely, like, yeah, pathologically nerdy and, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Well, for a little non-tech biographical information, if anyone doesn't really know much about Tenor Saw, he, I, I find him one of the most interesting figures in uh, this very important period when uh, Dance Hall was kind of becoming digital. Um, and at the same time as, as Dance Hall became digital, you also found um, DJs were singing in a more... Uh, in more patois, um, reggae for the longest time was in sort of whatever British English, um, and a lot of patois and slang was uh, was was not used um, largely. Um, but uh, Tenor Saw was one of the young uh, singers coming up in the mid '80s, um, and sang exclusively in, you know, sort of the Jamaican that's heard on the strings, streets of Kingston. Um, and at the same time that that was happening, also everything was uh, changing to be more um, digital, just straight up electronic, um, straight up rhythms and everything. Um, yeah, and then by the end of the 80s, really everything was electronic, everything was in patois, everything, you know, was just kind of... Um, the, the the ground had changed enormously, um, but uh, yeah, I've always, I mean, Tenor Saw is 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 just uh, a figure I love very dearly. Um, his music's amazing. Um, I don't know. I wanted to talk about dance hall. I wanted to play dance hall for Weird Science because <laughs> I think it's I don't know just. It's something that Who doesn't love dance great hall? And something you don't get to play very often. And it's weirder than most techno. <laughs> <coughs> especially, mo true. especially most techno that gets played now. Um, it was also the right time of the night, too. I think people want to boogie a lot towards the end of a party. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was like, it just hit the spot, I think, for a lot of people. I have a track. What's your um, track? The band is called Five or Six, and it's called Another Reason. from London um, made most music in the early 80s super early 80s like 81, 82 
I just love the melancholy of it. The the vocals are amazing. I feel like every part just fits somehow. Um, yeah, for me, kind of, this kind of music is just like, it's dark, but still has a lot of groove in it somehow. Like the bass line in there was just like, you still want to bop to it, even though it is melancholy. Um, yeah, I just freaking love this song. Yeah, I love that like <clears throat> tension with a thing that stands out to me is like obviously the rhythm is great but then there's also like this like thing in there which gr 68 or i think it's a 68 i think it's a preset from the 68 is it it sounds so like it sounds so like energetic and like dancey but it's so awesomely con contrasted with just like the downer guitars and the kind of like downer voice super cool yeah, there, there there is a lot of kind of internal tension there with this 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 funkiness and this dreariness. Yeah, you played this at Weird Weird Science. I f I think I have. I've been playing this song quite a bit. I feel like it's in one of your podcast recordings. I heard it before, but yeah, you definitely got me into stuff like this more and more minimalistic melancholy centauri. I find like I search always for something that's like maybe a little busier. But this is definitely like something I like. I just maybe like I wouldn't catch it on my own. Just maybe my mind goes too fast, and then this, these kind of tracks fly by me. I think that's one of the like great things about having a partner who is also invested in music in the same way that you are. That they can open your ears to things in a, just a really special way. Oh yeah, totally agree very with much, that. That's very much my relationship with Katie is built around that. Just like her hearing things in songs that I would just ignore, mm -hmm. and then her playing them five hundred times, and me eventually hating the song because she played it so much. But in the meantime, learning to love something that <laughs> right. that, that I would have just been like, "Hey, whatever, that's it. Song's fine." That's totally true. I mean, happens all the time to us. We actually like don't share records. We play our own things, but like. Like, well, like, you know, she'll ask, I want a, this record to play, and you'll take it. That's happened once. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even ask, I just took You took it, yes. You took the record, and I heard it being played out. <laughs> and I was like, that's my record. I don't know how you got it, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Katie and I just share all the music, because it's way too complicated to do it any other way. Music is for sharing. We haven't got to that part yet. We'll see. <laughs> Have our own compartments. It's like having your own deodorant and her deodorant. His and hers. Right. I share deodorant. Oh, that's weird. Okay, I, don't, I don't share deodorant, <laughs> but weird. we do share everything else. <laughs> okay, well, Not a the, toothbrush, though, the, I hope. The spray, the spray like uh, Walida, whatever. You whatever. spray deodorant? Oh, yeah, Sometimes, yes. Oh. It's very Euro If it was spray. Definitely a Euro thing. I'm used to it. I mean, sharing toothbrush is not that bad. Come on. Like, to me, that's disgusting. I used that's to not be able to do it, but now, I mean, I, I mean, have shared toothbrush I shared only a toothbrush. with Maya. But, you know. I shared a toothbrush with my parents' dog because <laughs> I didn't know. And then my mom told me. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And she couldn't stop laughing. She was like holding her stomach. And I was, like, I was like, that's disgusting and not funny. But <laughs> Well, you're still alive, though. Yeah. I mean, it's good terms. You're stronger, stronger for it. You have part uh, canine, canine hour. Yeah. Right. 
the only way the human species is going to survive climate change is if we fuse with our canine, the, 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 the subjugated canines. Is right. it? Mutation. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about. <laughs> I don't remember that being part of the radical fairy agenda, but I could be wrong. Do we have another track? If we're if we're on the weird science tip, and so, something that I was reminded because Anya, you posted that little clip from uh, like kind of weird science montage on mm-hmm. Instagram the other day, and you t- you tagged me, so I I, I, I was combed through it, I combed yeah. through all the all the clips, um, but no, so the post. Anya, that you made, you tagged me in that I would not have seen because I only use Instagram to post pictures of bread. Uh, I was playing Tuxedo Moon um, 59 to 1 against you. It's 59 to 1 against me. It's 59 to 1 against me. 59 seconds of everyone. 59 seconds of everyone. 59 seconds of everyone. Minute. 59 seconds of everyone. 59 seconds of everyone. 59 seconds of everyone of misery. how not serious the track is but it has such a serious effect <laughs> i mean that's that's kind of tuxedo moon's thing is they have, they have songs about like well loneliness and desire and you know they kind of like die full on but in this this playful way this very right. you know right. uh acid fried no wavy west kind of west coast no wavy kind of way um so the bass line is out of tune right I don't think anything seems to. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, it's thick as fuck, and it's like obviously there's something wrong there, but something very right at the same time. Yeah, it's 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 a fun one. It's a track that I've played for a very long time. My copy of the record is like scratched to oblivion, split sleeve, split seams. Uh, Happy, it's an amazing record on the whole, but that track's just the you know, it's it's a low key banger. And yeah, it's always, very funky. Those are always the best bangers. Yeah. As I said, I, I, I love a I love a sax freak out. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, the, the saxophone is just really underrated in general. I like sax freak outs. Is it underrated? Yeah. Sax, the saxophone is like the hot dog of, of the music world. It's like... Is like, it? Yes. People are like, like oh, saxophones. Yeah. Oh, hot dogs. Yeah, you're right. People hate saxophones. That's true. That's so weird. No, that's true. I'm not a fan personally, but when it's done like that, that's kind of crazy sax. It's like, what? Sax is definitely a New York thing, right? Like, it's... I guess, I mean... It's like a common instrument here. You used to see a lot more saxophones on the street. You don't see so many saxes on the street anymore. That's called gentrification. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. 
Shit, I was gonna suggest a track, but now since we we're on saxophones, I want actually change my mind. I want. I think I'm gonna suggest a sax track. Hell yeah! All right. Yeah. It's actually a all from Yugoslavia. It's this band that was called Haustor, which means just like a passage. Like in one of those like commie buildings, there's like a usually hallways that you go through in another like part of the building, like you pass through. Yeah, I mean, and like people pee in them all the time. They always smell like pee. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the the pee hall or like, but it's called house tour. It's a a great name because it totally like, um, it paints the, this like Yugoslavia, commie Yugoslavia for you with this like, you know, architecture. Anyways, uh, the track's called uh, Oh, Anna. Trying to think of the song that I played on the trombone. I played me a hot play cross there. buns. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. banger. I was it's really terrible. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it's really straining on that's your base cheek camp, muscles. That's base camp Beto music right there. <laughs> there Shitty at the trombone. It's just four fourth graders playing hot cross buns on the trombone. <laughs> right. Um, that track is sick, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's so what's funky. the what's like the background of this one? Well, it's uh, interesting actually. This was one of the first tapes I ever owned, and it's like not like uncommon tape to own. Hauster was a big band back in Yugoslavia. They were quite famous for Yugoslavian people, more in a, I guess, alternative music, and uh, the song is about heroin. He's actually singing. Uh, uh, to a girl that like for him it's too late and uh, how you should go with him you know I'm just you know I'm on my own shooting dope and um, anyways it's kind of like a, paints the picture of what was happening at the time with a lot of bands because we had a big heroin problem I mean I don't know if we still probably still do over there but yeah so a lot of bands were singing about that. It's cool. a love song and heroin, I guess. 
It doesn't sound yeah. like it. It sounds happy, right? Oh, it's so like it doesn't so, have maybe not quite so. happy, but it's definitely like upbeat. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's almost like he was okay. It was like I'm I'm on this other thing, and like you know, I can't change it, and that's my life, basically. I like I like the name. So you so you said the name means passage, basically, but it's also a specific kind of yeah specific to, uh, passage like, a, 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 like architectural kind it of is it's of from communist architecture house store there were basically like you have buildings and then they built these like passages where you can like go through them and you get into other section of the building and then you have another set of buildings and then maybe there's another passage gets you to another set of buildings they were all constructed in like i mean you can google like you know communist architecture and see the reasons behind it but i guess it was kind of a prescribed architecture where architects would use certain you know form and go by certain rules to build these buildings definitely brutalist a lot of cement like what do you, what do you think of kind of so like you know the like the role of music was a state function under you know uh, like you know Yugoslavian communism, so like do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Is is there anything that you can kind of expand on there? I mean, some of it was definitely a protest against the system. Although our system was also very cultish, uh, I didn't understand it at the time, and now looking retrospectively into it, it was like I'm kind of like a large cult. We all like you know were into this one president Tito who wasn't I guess I don't know I, in reading history he wasn't the worst dictator he wasn't even that bad to be honest maybe to some people just an average dictator well, there, yeah. yeah well there are also many ways in which most political yeah. systems are exactly can you you can yeah, see yeah, yeah, pretty absolutely. much any political system right. as a cult I mean, if you ask we my certainly, grandparents, yeah, yeah. he was still the best. If I talked to them, you know, like, there was never better in their life than at that time. And, uh, you know, it depends who you ask, really. Yeah. But so, also, like, Yugoslavia, I've always found super interesting because they had a very, like, uh, like you're saying, Sean, like a major state uh, role in, like, even as early as like the '60s, avant-garde electronic music. I mean, yeah, Belgrade in particular was like a hub of this right. stuff. Um, I went to Radio Belgrade and you know learned some of the history and saw a lot of the shit there. And you know, this is a it's just kind of a thing that is never really talked about when we talk about like the history of electronic music. But Yugoslavia was like a huge center for it, um, and a lot of it was like directly funded by and. Pushed by the state. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There were definitely protest songs. There were some that were more like patriotic songs too, in a sense. I mean, there were accidental patriotic songs. I actually remember one band, Elektrichny Orgasm, which means an electric orgasm. (laughs) Uh, It's actually, there is an awesome track called Elektrichny Orgasm, Elektrichny Orgasm. That's track same name as the band and um they made an accidental patriotic song once that was used at the early beginnings of the war and they didn't really want it to be used for that but because it was just you know 
that time and you know so it's sort of like springsteen's born in the usa right right like where he, ex- exactly yeah exactly same sh- yeah same shit yeah um that's that's super interesting on that note should we does, that, does anyone have any uh lingering last minute thoughts pressing you have anything to say in your defense <laughs> <laughs> your final words please cool all right base camp beta for the week Coming to you from Control. Thanks to Control, our great patrons. Our awesome, awesome patrons. We'll have something soon. We got some ideas brewing. It's going to happen. We say that every week. (laughs) But Um, they're really brewing this time, I swear. They're on fire now, so it's basically a one-way ticket to our commune. (laughs) (laughs) Meet us us under the boardwalk. (laughs) Get in on the ground floor, you know? Uh... It's going to happen to commune. Yeah. We buy some land first, like a lot of it, and then we like split it into different communes. Yeah. It's going to be great. It could work. It could work. We're excited. Uh, And we'll weather the apocalypse as we all fuse with our canine overlords. Beautiful. Beautiful, yes. 